And quantum think is not about science. It's about how the discoveries of science shape the way we think and how we can use the new discoveries to expand. Okay. You got to You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello, you're with Karen, accentuating the positive. And I'm so delighted to have Diane Collins with me. I'm just going to read you a short bio. My guest today is Diane Collins, original thinker and media personality, author of the six times award-winning bestseller, Do You Quantum Think? New thinking that will rock your world. (laughs) Consider it a must-read book for changing our times. Diane's life is dedicated to people living spirited, joyful and masterful lives through leaps in awareness and learning what she calls the physics of the mind. Diane created Quantum Think, a system of thinking, 21 principles that connect us to living our full potential from inner serenity to harmonious relationships, business results and global affairs. In Do You Quantum Think, Diane puts it all together, integrates science, philosophy and spirituality, drawing on sources from cutting edge scientific innovations to wisdom of the world's greatest spiritual leaders. Imagine if your thoughts were up to date with your technology. Well, it is possible when you quantum think. Ah, this is sounding fantastic, Diane. I'm so excited to learn all about do you quantum think. (laughs) Tell me exactly in your idea what quantum thinking is. How did I know you would be asking that? <laughs> I always answer it slightly different, Karen. <laughs> and uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, quantum thinking is a way that we can make the leap to an expanded perspective mm-hmm. of how we relate to everything in the world. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with what we believe to be true about the nature of reality and how it works. Mm-hmm which basically comes to us from the discoveries of science. So we're in a quantum age, Mm -hmm. but unbeknownst to even the wisest, the most conscious, the smartest, the brightest, the best of us, we're still very much influenced by the world view, by the assumptions and beliefs of the industrial age. So So what is quantum thinking is, a way that we literally make a quantum leap in consciousness so that we're living from the principles rather than in an undifferentiated or, uh, you know, sometimes we're quantum thinking, you know, sometimes we're thinking from whole systems holistically, sometimes we're in conscious creation, sometimes we're working with subtle energy, Sometimes we're in a meditative state and sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're still going along step by step, letting the circumstances, you know, dictate what's possible for us, what we can or cannot be doing. So to say it very briefly, quantum think to quantum think is to live consciously, awake and aware beyond any automatic conditioning that limits us. To quantum think is to live knowledgeably, knowledge of the faculties of mind that we don't, haven't learned, I'm saying is changing, yet in conventional education because most of our educational systems have been born under the industrial age worldview that said only physical matter is real. So when you're talking with your guests and everything that we talk about and you talk about well we don't die or we talk about you know connecting to infinite intelligence Mm -hmm. or to higher mind or however we talk about any of these things you could look and say karen well why does it why is it called alternative yeah because we don't have that knowledge because we're all we're when i say we the mm. consensus reality. Mm. We're still under the illusion of that very limited one-dimensional, 
science declared in the 17th century only physical matter is real so what do we study in school the brain the physical matter we're not learning the power of intent mm-hmm. but that the mind to mind and mind to matter communication so that's what quantum thinking is yeah you know you and I were having a little bit of a chat before we started recording and we we're talking about mainstream I think that you know we're only years away from from this idea of there's more than the five senses can perceive being absolutely known by everyone. I think it's like just a couple of years where it is mainstream. It is mainstream. I mean, quantum science is out there that that talks about, you know, there's so many conversations out there that talk talks about the quantum level of understanding energy, that there's energy and, and you can mold the energy with your thoughts and most of what's going on is not perceived with the eyes. It's, it's, it's going on in our perception, but our perception is in our mind and not our eyes or our ears or our smell or our touch. And uh, yeah, it's like we're on the precipice of it just shifting. You know, people talk about supernatural, but when you when you look at that word supernatural, it's like supernatural. It's like expanded natural. <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you know what? It's like part of the quantum thinking is going from the either or to the both and. So when you yep. talk about supernatural, it's like you're both. You're in your. I like to look at it as you're in that. You know that bird's eye view you know you're you're look you're you are that infinite awareness and we're watching what's going on we're watching our you know actors on the stage right and watching all the idiosyncrasies and the you know quirks and everything else of the characters in our movie mm-hmm. and we're the character we're the director we're the produ- well i don't know if we're the producer but we're one of the producers right co-producing this thing and at the same time we're fully engaged in all the roles we play in this life. So we're the transcendent consciousness, Mm -hmm. that unbounded, no attribute Mm -hmm. whatsoever, except for connection to infinite all there is. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, fully engaged, enjoying the imminent self, Mm -hmm. that ego self. And I've heard you talk Mm -hmm. about, uh, because I was listening to some of your shows, and you know talking about how we you know not i forget you'll tell me how you said it but about those thoughts that we have that are could say disempowering to not try to resist those thoughts Mm -hmm. so i have another way of talking about it but it's like i once did a little talk called love your ego love yourself Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in spirituality right yeah, yeah 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 Say, you know, like the ego, the dreaded ego, ah, you know, and I say, but the ego is that persona. As long as you realize that you're not attached to any kind of this uh, sort of passing identity, this play that we're, we're playing. So we take it seriously in terms of we, we do care we want the spiritual connection. We want a better world. We know the consciousness is changing. And at the same time, we can have fun with it. Yeah. All right. Let's get serious. For people watching this, the people that I basically attract are people that want to know how do I create my own reality? And this is something I teach people, but at the same time, I teach through others. You know, I've got my way of saying it, but then I love other people's way of saying it because you just have to hear it about a million, thousand, fifty million times from all different perspectives for it to start to like really sink in because we're getting another perspective that's coming from our media system that's telling us kind of the opposite. So how do I create what I want? How do I become powerful in being the driver of my life? And then there are people that uh, connect to this this show and this um, my radio show and, and uh, YouTube that are wanting to know how they can be a part of the shift, how they can 
help in raising consciousness or transforming other people's lives, healers and, and scientists and documentary makers, and how can I make a difference? So with your model of quantum thinking, how can people be the powerful, deliberate creators of their life? Well, I love that you asked the question. You know why? Because for me, it was always about how do we do it? You know, as I have this phrase that I say, the big questions, you know, people always say, how did you come to create quantum thing? Because as I was growing up, I saw these two realities. Yeah. And then I thought, well, wait a minute, <laughs> something has to shift here and it has to be consciousness because we're all like, we aspire to compassion, unconditional love, judge not, lest you be judged. And then you turn on the news or you sit down at dinner with your family and all of a sudden it's bicker, bicker, bicker or whatever goes on. Drama. So oh I wanted to know what you're asking. Yeah. How? And of course, along the way, you, you at some point realize as you think, so you become. That thoughts really do, the habitual way that we think, that we hold, it, what we hold in consciousness, when I use mind, I mean it that way, not just the cognitive left brain, click, 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 but what we hold in our awareness on a habitual basis, that is our reality. So how do we, so I wanted to know how. How do we create what we really want? Because if all you had to do was change your thought to change the world, why does it still look the way it does? Exactly. Change your thought, right? Exactly. Or the second question, these were my two big vexing questions. The second question was, with 6,000 plus years of wisdom available now at the touch of a smartphone, a tablet, mm -hmm. How is it we're still not living it? So it's yeah. all about right now, this is what I feel is going on, Karen, is that we are now, it's like there's no more studying, learning, you know, this is it, folks. This is when we make it practical. So quantum think is for that purpose. And the way that we do it, is we if it's a mind-based reality that's the big paradigm shift in science from the industrial age to the quantum age is going from a matter-based reality to a mind-based reality now as you know there are many many scientists still stuck in the scientific materialism as it's also called paradigm who still think what we're talking about is hogwash they don't want to believe it mm -hmm. but it, who cares? Mm -hmm. Let's stick with the cutting edge and what we know in our hearts, souls, minds, right? Mm -hmm. And spirits. So when you look at this, if you take mind as fundamental creator of reality, then we need to do a few things. I say it as a mantra of quantum thing, when you master your mind, you master your life. You have to learn the five natural faculties of mind, which I distinguish as intent, which is the dynamic of creation, the active dynamic, the passive dynamic being allowing. Intent, intuition. Intuition is the human connector to the infinite intelligence, in, in science it's called non-local mind field, that our minds are non-local in nature. What does it mean? It means that the mind is not located in the ordinary sense of a physical object that we live with in the physical dimension, because we're living multi in multi-dimensionals, physical, spiritual, energetic, all at the same time divine all i i like to make the system so i distinguish seven but anyway so getting back to the five natural faculties of mind intuition which enables us to connect beyond the physical limitations and temporal there's it's not mind is not time-based nor is it uh, spatial based. What does it mean? It means it can go anywhere, but I say it doesn't actually go somewhere. It's connecting. It's like the internet is the perfect metaphor. I say 
it's more than a metaphor because it's an ex we extend ourselves into the world, right? We have legs, movement, we make a wheel, we make a bicycle, a car, a jet plane, a rocket. So we extend the mind, in the internet is like the infinite mind, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the sublime of humanity. I'm just thinking of a quote by Einstein. You know, when you said the mind can go anywhere, it's like intellect will take you so far, imagination will take you anywhere <laughs> exactly anywhere now i have to find something i always have my book nearby of course but while, while we're talking because i had this great quote from einstein but that's exact here it is i turn right to it here it is it's in the chapter leap the path of no path there comes a point where the mind takes a higher plane of knowledge but can never prove how it got there all great discoveries have involved such a leap, Albert Einstein. Yeah. So this is the nature of intuition. So let me just say the five facts, intent, intuition, subtle energy, which were always every single entity body in the world, <laughs> in the universe, is always, is made up actually of subtle energy, more than matter, right? There's only a tiny bit of matter according to science. The rest is energy in flux. In for its intelligent energy, conscious energy, all of the above. So we have to learn if we're energetic beings and the nature of life is continuous transformation, then if we want to master life, which I say, what we're here to be master beings. And we have to master these five faculties, subtle energy and how to use it, how to work with it, how to tune into it, how to transmute it, how to transform it. Uh, the fourth one that I distinguish, I'm saying I distinguish these distinct, I'm not saying the absolute truth, that's fundamental to quantum reality. There's no absolute fixed way that every, anything is because of what we just said. It's energy in flux, always shifting and changing and we're the human focal points who can bring something into being. You click on this and you're on that website or you're listening to that YouTube, that becomes your reality. We're doing the same thing all the time. So that's the, the fourth thing is resonance, that everything, and this is right, law of attraction, we're always, everything is vibrational. And what we don't realize is that maybe we don't think about it, unless you're really living consciously awake and aware, is that we can create we can generate a resonance. We can generate our own resonance. Now, all these five are created, are related rather. So how does it happen? That has to do with statements of intent. And then the fifth one that I call meditation, the meditative faculty of mind, I consider not only an important practice because it is, we know many forms of meditation, and I've been uh, meditating for, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say how many years. <laughs> then everyone will know how old I am now. But anyway, <laughs> that what I feel meditation is a state of mind that when you relate to this as one of your five natural faculties of mind, remember, in a mind-based reality, that we're here to master and to be in relationship with, I like to say, make your mind your friend, and how these five faculties work together, then I think of like quantum think as a walking, talking, living meditation. And that, because you know what, and I'd like to know what you think about this, Karen. Unless, you know, it's like, do we have conscious choice? Yes. In every moment, there is an infinite number of ways that we can manifest reality depending on how we choose to relate to it, right? Can't always control the circumstance. You can always, 100% of the time, you are sovereign over how you choose to be related to the circumstances. As long as you're not in the deep settings in your computer right but then you're not at choice so I say you can't wait what, what was I gonna say about this 
because it reminded me of something about the industrial age worldview and how it's shaped our thinking is that it gave rise to machines. So instead of thinking, oh, I'm a terrible person, I'm a sinner, I have bad thoughts, I say, blame it on the old worldview, what I lovingly call the old worldview. In many ways, at that stage of evolution and human development, we became mechanical too in the way that we think. So to the extent that we are not victims of our automatic thoughts, which I call in quantum think least action pathways, mm. the least conscious, most mechanical, to the extent that we're not stuck there, we are the sovereign beings that we're here to be. Mm. And that requires that what we call centered, right? When people say, be in the stillness, be in the center, listen, you know, be quiet. I'm going to be quiet. So you, I want to hear what you say. And listen, this is what we're listening. That meditative faculty is our connection to all that is. Okay, so I've got a few things to say because it's, it's a great idea to believe it's like expansive knowing to believe that we're not a victim of our subconscious, you know, habitual limiting thoughts. But you know what? We are, even you, even me. <laughs> Doesn't matter how expansive and how far down the rabbit hole you go, you're still a victim. Like, I'm just, I'm just looking at you thinking, you know, you've said a few things like, then you're going to know how old I am. Like, who cares? That comes from... A limiting idea that a woman's age is is like you know that and I still entertain that stuff you know like if I'm old if I've got wrinkles that somehow disempowers me or I don't look good inside you know that is a that is the old way of thinking that's that, exactly right that age has some negative connotation towards it you're not up to date you're not leading edge you're not with it you know because you've got a few lines and wrinkles on your face it's like that's, that's exactly. old thinking and you're still that's a victim to that and so am I <laughs> that's what I would call uh like it could be a gender it's definitely an age least action pathway now here's the difference here's what here's how you're not a vic victimized by it okay because i can say it and i'm on the internet saying it and you know you and i and put our lipsticks on today so we look good we want to look good you know that's part of the role we're right? still and coming from a limiting idea that women have to look that's good a limiting idea that's a choice here's the difference between it being a victim or what I say, that's one of my quirks in, in idiosyncrasies. That's one of my least action pathways. When you can just put it in a, oh, that's just a least action pathway. That's just one of the automatic conditioning that comes from gender conditioning or, you know, youth is good, age is not. You know, you know look at the magazines. We can go into the whole thing about the advertising and how. But it doesn't matter. The, the, what matters is not being attached so that because the victimization is when you take it in into your being and that's why i say i'm not victimized by it you know but i'm not saying i've mastered my being because <laughs> there are some things i'm victimized by <laughs> okay i'm not victimized because i but here's the thing is that when you have this level of awareness and a couple of set of distinctions around it, then you can free yourself in an instant. Like, I'll give you an, so this is what, why I say, we're not victims. And I have another thought about subconscious mind, but that's another story that I feel it's something, it's, uh, that's old thinking, thinking that there is a subconscious mind. And I know that goes against everything, every brain scientist, maybe well. you, no, no, do tell. Because where's this subconscious mind? Mm -hmm. To me, everything is all about connectivity, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because that's resonance. That's sacred geometry. That's coordinates. What are we connecting into? Now, when we can choose what we're connecting into, how do we speak to the dearly departed? 
because we're connecting in to that vibratory signal that was that is now in spirit realm that was once that physical uh, persona on on earth in this earth plane so what are we you know we're connecting in how do we get information like what we call genius or so let's say these what we call the subconscious mind uh, if mind is not synonymous with brain if brain is the connector mm -hmm. right the transmitter receiver of mind what's mind mind is intelligence consciousness energy mm -hmm. well think of it as one mm -hmm. and we don't know our language by by virtue of language limits what we can say right mm -hmm. we all experience more than what we can we can voice in language but if you but i think about this subconscious mind i kept saying my husband alan who's my business partner my husband for 25 years ah, we work together that proves you can work with <laughs> successfully with your husband or wife or partner. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, you know, I say there's something wrong with this term subconscious because if we're really creating reality, mm -hmm. we're really creating reality, why would we create being a victim of our subconscious? Particularly since the subconscious is like, Woo doo doo doo. You know, where is it? What is it? It's not in your brain. Maybe you have neural connections. So, yes, there are neural connections that we know become formed or become habitual. And we know now the new thing, neuroplasticity of the brain, mm -hmm. that we can also change those. So, or we can open them. And, you know, I know your listeners and you are familiar with these things. So you think, well, where's this mysterious subconscious? It's like, we are, we may have these least action pathways that do form these neural connections and we have the power to interrupt it. Now, how we access that, into, because where is mind? You know, I have a friend who is my dear, I call him my mentor in quantum physics, Dr. Fred Allen Wolf. Have you ever met him or know of him? Or he I've heard is, of him, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't met him. He's in the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's at the end going, wavy, hair waving in the wind going, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Mm. Anyway, that's Fred. And, you know, we were talking about this and he said, we, he said, we think we're a mind inside a body. He says, but it's really like we're a body inside the one mind, mm -hmm. the giant mind. Mm -hmm. And so when you think, well, where, you know, spatially, the subconscious, where is it? There are connections, but if you go subconscious, what does that mean? Maybe, well, we're not aware of that connection right now. Well, then how do we, how do we interfere with it and, and create a new opening? How do we create a new habit that we do want? How do we displace those? So I think we have to just start thinking differently because again, right? You and I are into deliberate creation. If we really do create our reality, why do we want to be stuck with that one? Okay, well, let's get practical. Let's take a thought that's very disempowering and let's interrupt it. Okay. So a lot of people, and I indulge in this thought all the time, so this is close to my heart as well. You know, a lot of healers and women and mothers and mothering types are always doing, I look after everybody else and nobody's looking after me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Famous. Right? So when you're indulging in that thought, you know, I'm thinking of a client who's sort of suffering because of that. And, you know, if you believe that thought, 
You start to create drama in your life to get attention because you feel like no one's giving you attention. So I'm going to get sick or I'm going to have a panic attack or I'm going to create some sort of drama because I'm believing my thought that says I'm looking after everybody else and no one's looking after me. How does someone interrupt that and shift that? Beautiful. I love this. You know why? Because this brings up what I consider the core principle of quantum think and quantum think this is how i'm not a scientist and quantum think is not about science it's about how the discoveries of science shape the way we think and how we can use the new discoveries to expand okay so what you're talking about is so perfect because there is something called the observer effect in quantum physics have you heard of it yeah yeah for sure okay now, in quantum think, it's the second principle, the first one being holistic and holographic, everything is whole systems, but the second principle, but if you just got this, you don't need anything else. Observer created reality. What is the difference? Imagine in a physical orientation, right? The five sensory orientation, it looks like things are separate from us, like there's what I think or how I am and then there's everyone outside of me we look different from each other we look separate we look different from the objects around us so what does observer creative reality mean well the observer effect indicates that there is there are distinctions in the physical but there are no actual separations so when you say, and you know, you're saying it like, you know, if I start to believe that, I'll start to attract. Why? Because there is a real connectivity in the invisible field. We exist in fields. And we're in a constant exchange in the fields according to our intent, either an unaware intent operating, which we have many intents, or one that's consciously generated. Now, if you are in the habit, if you create yourself, and this is where we're 100% responsible for how we create, how others are going to respond to us. We're actually, when you say, oh, there's a glass ceiling, when you say, I take care of everyone and no one takes care of me, you are literally connecting into that frequency with other people. And other people will, act. now this isn't because I say it, you know this, Karen, universal law, this is what we're distinguishing here in these conversations. Mm. You can only attract people that want from you and not end up. You are going, because we call that an unaware intent. Mm -hmm. See, So when someone that is unaware, Diane, how yeah. do they create the awareness and shift it? So, Okay, I'm going to tell you. Yep. The first thing you have to realize, and I think a lot of people who are into conscious, you know, deliberate creation or however you think of it, law of attraction, is that there is, it, we have been conditioned by the industrial age, you know, materialism world, not materialistic, but just everything matter, mm -hmm. that things are solid and fixed. That has mapped on silently in the background of human culture. Mm -hmm. So we think that's the way it is. That's mm -hmm. the way he is, she is, mm -hmm. I am. I've always been like that. When I was four years old, my mother told me I was hiding behind her skirts and I was shy, which by the way is true. <laughs> I heard you talking about being shy. <laughs> Here we are, two shy girls. So <laughs> there, that destroys that reality. Yeah, yeah. But just imagine if we had latched onto that reality of being shy. Right, yeah, yeah. we both experienced it, and it was real. It was we have evidence for it. If we, you know, probably remember it, but you know, my mother is the evidence. So a quantum reality. These are the two most important things. There is no absolute way that something is other than what you want to talk outside of divine creator, source creator, however you think of it. For everyday human beings, 
There's no absolute fixed way that something is, regardless if you have 20, 30, 50, 100 years of evidence for it. We're not stuck with that reality. You want to talk about conscious creation, you have to realize no matter how you have related to yourself, no matter how much evidence you have for that, but they took advantage of me and they, you know, I'm being pulled in every direction. I've said it myself, by the way, in my life, but it's like, and then you wake up. I don't want to continuously, okay, because you said, how do I shift it? The first thing is you have to realize just because you have a thought and the thought and the meaning we give our thoughts gives us an emotional experience. We feel life, right? That's how we experience life, experiential. And it has to do with the meanings that we give our thought. So the first thing is to realize your thought, just because you have a thought, doesn't make it the truth. Your thought is not the truth. It's not fixed for all time. It's just a thought. So here's the difference between quantum thinking and positive thinking. It's good to have positive thoughts. Accentuate the positive. I'm right there with you, 100%, 1,000%. But what I mean by positive thinking is pretending that a positive affirmation that you're now laying over a negative belief that you are living as if that is the absolute truth. That's, as my husband said, I like to say it, it's, I wrote it in my book, everyone loves it because you can remember it. He says it's like putting jelly over peanut butter, taking a bite and pretending the peanut butter is not there. So the first thing is to realize that whatever you've been holding onto, whatever belief, even with evidence, because creating reality from intent, from statements of intent, is not evidence-based. Evidence is like matter, matter-based. It's not matter-based, it's mind-based. How do we shift the reality? How do we shift the reality of the way the media is in the world, right? The least action pathways, what went wrong is going wrong or will go wrong. That's the least action pathway of the media. So basically, just to bring it down, you're just saying, just challenge the thought. Like, like I use Byron Katie's work, The Work, which just says, is it true? You know, when you're in that stress, oh, poor me, poor me, you know, I'm not getting what I want. It, just to stop and say, is it true? Actually, what if it's not true? Is to challenge the thought. So I would go deeper than that. Okay. And say, there is no, okay, something can be true like a fact. That's relative, okay? But this is something even more fundamental. And that's a good practice. That's a great practice, right? Mm -hmm. In the work. I've, I don't, I'm not familiar with it, but I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. Because when you say, is it true? It could be also not true. It could be true or not true. But what I'm saying is fundamental to creating reality is realizing that nothing is the, the truth. Nothing is the truth. People may not like hearing this. But that is the good news, because if nothing is the truth, if it's not the truth that there's a glass ceiling, what we focus on, right? This is what I mean by, oh, I didn't say it, but my whole quest in life is having us go from knowing the wisdom to living it, because knowing it doesn't make any difference. Not really. It's nice. It's titillating. We love to talk about it. Let's philosophize. I love those quantum principles. Look, it's a platform from which to jump from. It's definitely exactly. a platform from which so to jump. So when you go to that and you say, is it true? Well, that's a good, I would say, convention. It's a good technique. Interrupting, interrupting the stream, like you're saying, you know, it's like a, a, a thought form is like a stream and you know, how do you interrupt it? How do you? Right. And I use least action pathway. I say mm -hmm. the one, two, three step because the second thing, okay, the two fundamental things that I was going to say you have to know is that one, we exist in fields. So we, what we hold in our resonant being, in our resonant field is affecting across the field even when the person is not physically there. We affect 
and we can affect backwards an event that happens we can shift it when we shift our own resonance because we're always in relationship with that with that person but so the first thing is the field effect observer created reality what i say is very simply what you bring is what you get what you bring to your observation what you hold in mind that means observation not what you see like perceptual evidence but what you hold in your observation is what you will attract and that the second thing is if there is no way that reality is because it's in con consistent flux right energy in flux informed by intelligence and we have been given the divine right of focusing our attention and awareness to shift things then this is the one to we oh here's what i want to say we're picking up you know we very easily right say karen oh spirit told me or i got you know and i've had connection also to pe people and my horse who have transitioned where I'm getting messages too. It's, it's common. Anyway, but we don't think of it as common because we're stuck in this old, little, a very narrow container for thinking in our culture. That's what's getting broken up now. So when you look at this and you say, is that thought even mine? If you're picking up intelligence from spirit and I say I call it the thoughtosphere I didn't call it that and do you quantum thing but I like to say it for fun there's a biosphere right there's a thoughtosphere a mind field we're picking you're getting intel from everywhere so here's my quickie technique because I know you want the tip make a distinction between a thought that visits and a thought that you initiate, that you originate. This can free you forever. But you have to know underlying those two quantum worldview principles. That we exist in fields, so you're getting stuff from who knows where, and you don't have to own every thought that happens to enter your mind field. You don't have to own it. It's certainly not the absolute truth. You don't have to believe it or identify it in any way. And I think what you're saying in the work where you say, is it true? Do I have to believe that? I would, well, that's why I'm saying it's even more fundamental because when you live from this, you realize nothing is true. Well, then what's reality and does anything matter? Yes. What matters is the intent, the context. Intent is a context that I choose to live my life from. So if I choose to live from that my family and friends and co-workers and I have a great level of respect for one another, we have an equilibrium in our relationship. That's a new intent. So you interrupt the old one, the one, two, three step. One, oh, I'm having that least action pathway thought that everybody, you know, I do for everyone but myself. Is that what you said? I do for everyone but myself. That's the least action pathway thought. Interrupt that, say, oh, there's that least action pathway. Okay, don't give it any meaning. I don't have to latch on to that. It's not the truth. Now, what do I want to experience? What do I want to have others experience with relate to me? My, my family, friends, co-workers and everyone I meet and I everyone who matters in my life we are in great respectful relationship and a great harmonious equilibrium in the way that the give-and-take of our relationship and we're enjoying ourselves tremendously mm -hmm. now is that the truth no is the other one the truth no this is what I'm thinking then what's the difference? The difference is knowing that from a quantum worldview, reality is context dependent. An intent is context. And you can either choose to live from a created context 
And then what, what happens, what's the three step, right? That's the two step. One, interrupt the loose action pathway. Two, create a new statement of intent that I'm gonna live from this intent. And then three, you know the principle of allowing. That's the number five principle in quantum thing. What's allowing? Allowing is another faculty of mind that is knowing that you might only be able to see maybe 10% of what will unfold from your statement of intent. And so now you've, your statement of intent is like a seed you plant and then you allow, nurture it, watch for what shows up, interact with it. So it's interrupt the disempowering least action pathway, create a new intent to live from knowing that you are choosing it. It's just a context, it's not the truth, but neither is the other. So why would you wanna live from glass half empty if you could live from glass half full? The circumstance is the same. And three, allow for what unfolds. And this is how we shift vibrationally. So, so here's a perfect example of how different realities coexist simultaneously. There you are over there in Miami Beach. Your air conditioning's broken. You're sweltering. And I'm over here in Sydney, Australia. It's morning. It's freezing cold. And I'm bringing the heater up next to my feet. <laughs> so here we are in the same time-space reality talking to each other. We're on the same wavelength. And yet we're experiencing two completely different realities. <laughs> that is perfect and this goes on all the time yeah. right that we you know i say well what time is time real chronological time is something we map over beyond time that's one of the quantum thing distinctions because there's no word for it right it's the same thing yeah. it's like which is the real time uh, you know it's so these are conventions that we use. What I hear from your, um, from what you're saying is that the best way to challenge any habitual limiting thought or subconscious thought or any, what do you call it? You, you have another word for it. Anything least that, action pathway. Least, least action, action pathway. pathway. The least creative is, action. Is to remember that, uh, you know, nothing is nothing is real i mean time isn't real because no, nothing's fixed yeah no, well nothing's fixed because like you, you know your time is like i don't know it's like eight or nine o'clock at night and my time's 10 o'clock in the morning and so uh, there's the, there's our realities but completely different realities and and yeah. it's night and somewhere and it's day somewhere and it's all the same time it's all happening now but it's there's so many different realities and we can choose. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, how many we different, But you know, when you make this personal, Karen, that you, and I love that you brought up that example because you're going, let me get my heater. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm sweltering here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that, as you said, it's not real. It is real. Okay. It's valid and it's real. When we have an experience, of, uh, you know, feeling disempowered, feeling melancholy, feeling upset, feeling irritated in any way because of a thought that we have, that's real. However, it's not absolute and it's not fixed. That's why absolutely, absolutely making this quantum leap in consciousness is real that when you start to live from the principles rather than trying to get to them you know i used to listen to a lot of well i still do but i used to listen to institute of noetic sciences a lot of their calls on you know that's science and spirituality where edgar mitchell the apollo 14 astronaut and he created it probably i think 30 years ago to do a real, you know, have a scientific study into the nature of consciousness and the effects of these mind to mind and mind to matter. And I used to listen to a lot of, they would have these calls and they would be interviewing scientists and then they would have a Q&A at the end. And during the Q&A, everybody would ask the same question that you and I really are pointing to here. How do we live this? What do we do? What do we do? And mostly what people 
came up with is that it was not satisfying because it was like there are many access points well you can meditate yes that helps that helps to get connected you can do any of these techniques that so many great practitioners and thinkers and healers around the world are coming up with a set of distinctions like yeah. I did too. What I have that's, a, that's I think distinctive that helps people quicker because people say, oh, but doesn't it take a long time? I say, no, it doesn't. It's instantaneous. By the way, been delivering quantum think for over 20 years with my husband in corporations, in agencies of the United States government, to the general public, in even a school for uh, teenage boys who had been in uh, serious trouble with the law and were able to go to this adjudicated school, and we did as a volunteer program there. 16-year-old, some of them even couldn't read. They got it because these are universal principles. But here's the difference, the system. Everything is a system. So if you wanted to get from Sydney to Melbourne and you didn't have, right? And you didn't have a road system, well, you might get there, but you'd be meandering aimlessly for a very long time. Maybe you'd get there because you've got that aboriginal sense of intuition or something, you get there quick. But the idea is that a road system enables you, it embraces you, it's like a vortex. And so you have free choice of, well, I think I'll go this route, or I'll take the scenic route, or I'll take the fast route, but you're within the system. So what I thought, because when I was younger, I was like, I, as I said earlier, I had these two views of two, at least overarching, different realities, right? The more consciously awake, aware, the one that we all want and love, heart, we all are interconnected, we really are, it is one living Gaia Earth, you know, everything is alive with consciousness, that reality, and then the one that's still, we are making the transition out of now. And so I thought, well, people know a little subtle energy here, a little of this, a little of that. What if I could just put it all together in these 21 principles and practices for the mind and awareness that actually integrates it, then what happens is you're embraced by the system. And so when we're talking with clients or with each other, like when I'm talking with my husband, we're not saying everything is perfect hunky-dory every minute. Believe me, we have a, I call it the morning debate over breakfast. But, you know, we like that because we like to have that little repartee with each other. We also read a spiritual book every morning over bre after breakfast. That's our spiritual practice for over 25 years. Every day on vacation, wherever we go, because it attunes us to the, to the infinite. Anyway, so, but what I was saying is, like, sometimes... I'll go into my least action pathway thought or experience. I'll think, oh, I was just on this show or, oh, no, that's on YouTube. Or, How am I going to look? You know, and he'll say to me, <laughs> I'm being very authentic here. He'll say to me, why would you want to be stuck in that reality? And I go, and it's like this, Karen, like, it's like that. It's that quick because we have this distinction, because we are thinking from this new world view, from this expanded emerging new world view. Because what happens when you're reading, I'm gonna give a little pitch for my book, Do You Quantum Think? When you're reading, and this is true with anyone's book, but it's particularly true with my book because that's my intent in, in writing it this way, you, it's not like I'm saying something you don't already know at some level of your being. If you didn't know it, you wouldn't be able to relate to it. One of my great teachers, a meditation master, says this world is a palace of mirrors. We all reflect each other to each other, and that's part of the play of consciousness. But as you read, what's happening is you are giving yourself an experience of that 
principle. So what I said is, okay, put it all together, you know, zero point state, resonance, energy and flux, all these things are in quantum thing, observer effect, so that you give yourself something experiential. I call it the art of distinguishing, a new worldview of learning. The art of distinguishing is bringing something into your awareness right now in the present moment in such a way that it alters your relationship to it forever. Past, present, future, by the way. The past gets altered too. So that's what happens when you're reading Do You Quantum Think? Or if you're listening, I have Quantum Think Audio Coach uh, CDs. But what happens is you give yourself an experience and the experience is what integrates it so it doesn't make that you're not going to have you know your automatic habits or these you know what i call wretched self syndrome moments i say right call it wretched self syndrome it's got to go you know i'm not good enough smart enough this enough that enough young enough <laughs> that you'll recognize it immediately as a least action pathway you'll recognize immediately oh my thought is not the truth even if i have evidence oh my husband really isn't that way oh okay how do i want to create him relating to me because you know this remember the old pygmalion effect that classic play where what you bring is what you get how you relate to a person how you choose to relate what your intent is for your relationship with that person is what actually shapes the relationship so instead of you know latching on to these very limiting uh limited views of the people in our lives of the people we love of the views about ourselves about our businesses we don't have to be stuck with that and that's the whole idea of quantum thinking of being able to make that leap to a worldview that actually scientifically uh, validates what we're talking about here. What, what so many great books, right? Why do people still read Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich? I mean, yes, they wanna grow rich, but it really has to do with all the distinctions that he makes in that book about how we have a relationship with our mind and our thinking. And I think that we are, I know, and I just think, that we're in a time now, Karin, that we, it's really, I feel we're each being called upon to bring ourselves forth as the master level beings that we're here to be. Master of what? You know, master of that uniqueness that each one of us is. We sometimes call that living our purpose, expressing our purpose in many different ways. And that requires being able to relate to ourselves beyond any limited beliefs or ideas that we've ever had about ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, fantastic. So anyone that's watching this is already a quantum thinker. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyone that is challenging their idea of reality and that knows that all things are possible all you have to do is shift the way you perceive, shift the way you think, shift the way you feel, is a quantum thinker and a, and a genius, deliberate creator. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, being on the show, Diane. It's been such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Delight. I love meeting you and being with you and your audience. Thank you. So I'll put all the details to where people can find out more about you and your website and where they can purchase the book <laughs> underneath this video. <laughs> Briefly tell people what your website is. The website is diannecollins.com and it's Diane with two N's, D-I-A-N-N-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. And on that website, you will find everything, video, audio, there's a, what I call the ultimate study group that, you know, a lot of free things and all about my book, Do You Quantum Think, my blog on the Huffington Post. And please, of course, I'd love you to connect with me on uh, social media and sign up for our, our newsletter. 
and you will get a link to an article called You Can't Get There From Here. And that's all about making a quantum leap in the way that specifically that article is about relating to your business. How do you make that leap in your business life? Beautiful. Thank you again, Diane. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. All the best. Cheers. Bye. And also, if you want to go to my website, karenswain.com, you'll see this and many other interviews that I've done for audio and video, Accentuate the Positive Radio. Most of my interviews have been audio because I'm on radio here in Sydney, Australia, and on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn. And I interview today's inspired minds and thought leaders, hoping that we're raising the consciousness of the planet and enlightening these minds and helping us evolve into a new time so thanks again for joining me bye for now